Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. This is episode 49. I'm Andy Katz. I'm pleased to be joined by Stan Wilcox, who is the Executive Vice President at the NCAA in charge of regulatory affairs, and Joe and Carol Roach. They are the parents of Jeremy Roach, a Duke freshman guard, and they join us this week from the ACC tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Joe and Carol, I want to start with you guys. Uh, first, the College Basketball Parents Association. Uh, this is new during the pandemic in 2020 uh, for men's and women's basketball. Um, if you can, just tell me what it is and, and how it was formed. Okay, it was formed um, by the need to empower parents to um, give them an understanding of the recruiting process. It's, it's very daunting, especially at the, at the high level. And so the CDPA was formed to be a resource to those college parents going through the recruiting process so that they would have an organization or a forum or somewhere to go to ask those questions that perhaps you don't wanna ask your coach or just to get information so that you do feel empowered going through that process. So it's a group of, of um, college parents. Uh, their kids are currently in, in college and we meet through Zoom, meet through different uh, technologies. And at the beginning, we just got together. We just talked about our different issues. And we found that we had so many common issues and so many common unanswered questions and just difficulty navigating through and just feeling like you didn't have the information you needed and really just putting all of your trust into the coaches to get you those answers or to think that you got the answers that you needed. And so we found that just through initial discussions before it was actually even launched that there is a need. I mean, they were just trying to determine if there was a need out there. And it was overwhelmingly um, see that yes, we are, you know, the parents have lost their way when it gets to the college recruiting process, um, especially if it's your first time, you know, and usually it's trial by error. You have your oldest kid, you, you do the worst on, and then your second kid, you do a little bit better. So, um, so this group is really just about um, networking. It's about building relationships, um, you know, with people who have, we all have the same common goal and that's to have the best college experience for our kids. Um, and it's also about education um, through the through the CBPA. Um, you know, we've met with the NCAA, we've met with the NABC, um, we've met with medical staff of the NCAA, and this is all just giving us information. And I I, I want to say we feel like it's insider information because unless you have access to those contacts, you can't get down to that level of detail. Um, Joe, I don't know if you want to add anything else. None said it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So it's free. I'll say it's free to join and anyone can join um, any college parent um, going through the recruiting process while high school going into college. Um, it's, uh, we meet regularly, meet once a month. And then we have what we call education hour, which is open to all of our members. And we cover different topics. We've covered COVID, we've covered mental health, um, and we've covered um, NIL name, image, and likeness. So Stan, um, 
you know, this is very similar uh, as a college parent myself. Um, you know, there have been Facebook groups of just trying to hear different things. And I know the college admissions process that I went through with my wife is exhausting and overwhelming. Uh, and you need other people who are going through it. Uh, and, and there's been times when, you know, there might have felt like an adversarial relationship in decades past, uh, but we're in a new era. What's been the NCAA's view of trying to work with the parents to be on the same team uh, to get the information out? And look, if someone abuses that, even after you know everything, you can't do anything, but at least to really start on the same page so that everyone is there as a resource, as also uh, an advocate, you know, for the parent, as well as the prospective student athlete. Uh, first of all, I'd say, Andy, it's very, very important. Um, this year was kind of like a perfect storm, uh, obviously with the, the COVID issues that we were having and the return to, to play uh, issues. Um, the, the first, uh, in, in the fall, we had a parents group that was created for football uh, parents. That uh, was uh, basically run by um, Christopher and Maya Hinton. Um, they both have sons, they, they have sons that play for Stanford and for Michigan. And there were a lot of questions around, you know, um, what are the safe, what are the safety issues and uh, safety factors that institutions and conferences will be following in order to uh, return back to safely to participate in, in, in football. We found the same, uh, the same happening when basketball started. This, this basketball parents group was created and had a lot of questions obviously surrounding health and safety. So in the fall, we started the conversations with that uh, football parents group. We felt it was very important that they got the correct and right information directly from the NCAA. And when the basketball group also started, started and we learned about them, we contacted them and also, again, want to make sure they have the correct and most up-to-date information as it, as, it, as it dealt with their sons and daughters, health and safety, uh, getting back on the court and on the playing field to make sure that we we were providing to them the core information um, that was coming about from our professionals, uh, our professionals that are dealing in the medical field, um, so that they know exactly what and how how their sons and daughters would be handled on the field, on the field playing field and on the court. And then also we obviously also wanted to make sure they're aware of. If you have further questions or have other issues, you know, here's a 1-800 number that deals with the whole COVID issue. And so then we, we also then wanted to expand it beyond that because each group really had questions that were surrounding a number of things because with COVID, we also had a, a season last year that was canceled and we had some changes going on as far as the number of years of eligibility. Um, basically giving student athletes ability to come back and, and, and get play another year. So we had questions around seasons of competition. We had questions about around transfer. So we, uh, we, we wanted to make sure that we opened up lines of communications with both groups and, and basically any other parents group out there. So that they're getting the information directly from us and have, uh, have an avenue to go to whenever they have questions. So I'm going to get to the COVID issue in a moment, 
But Joe and Carol, I, I think this is so critical because for years, and I've been doing this, you know, for three decades, um, it was basically the parents almost versus, you know, the school and maybe the conference that you didn't have this third party that should be neutral, that, you know, does not necessarily have a say in what happens on school X or conference Y that, hey, if I have a problem here, I can now turn to the NCAA and find out what are my rights or what is what are my student athletes rights here in this world? How much so far have you found that this is helpful, that, you know, you've got this other avenue to find out sort of what the rules are, because, you know, you never know. Is someone telling you what really the rules are at your institution? Not that this is happening at Duke, but just, you know, this way you've got another way to find out information. Yeah, I mean, it, it really empowers you. This, this uh, organization has just empowered you. And just to know that you can call anybody and say, hey, this is my problem. Um, we've had people come to us asking us questions about, you know, can I sell something, you know, so, you know, and we have the right connections now to be able to get those answers for people. And so it just gives people a certain level of comfort knowing that, okay, I can get an answer. I don't have to go through the athletic director, you know, because sometimes people are leery about their question <clears throat> that they want to ask. They don't want to put it out there to the school. Maybe it's something personal. And so, you know, we've just for me, it's just been very empowering to know kind of what, to know where to go to get the information that otherwise you would just kind of maybe have to Google it or just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, oh, well, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but you don't have to do that any longer. You can actually uh, touch base with the people who have those answers. Yeah, I will tell you that just in covering this, uh, on the other side, there would be so many times where it wasn't malicious, a lot of times, you know, any kind of violations, for example, were just done out of just lack of knowledge of the right. rules, um, right. not because they wanted to do something, you know, uh, uh, unethical um, or morally wrong or what have you. All right, so I want to shift to this year because obviously it's been like no other in any of our lives. Um, <laughs> you know, what has this been like to um, deal with, you know, your, your son, um, knowing that, you know, when they decide to play and everyone had that option to opt out and, and at any point, um, that it was going to be difficult and you weren't going to be able to hang out with them. Um, majority of schools, you weren't going home or you weren't going to, uh, things have lessened a little obviously here at the end, but um, what was that like in terms of navigating that process of accepting that it was going to be incredibly difficult isolating um and uh you know because i can tell you from personal experience you know dealing with a, a child going off for freshman year is difficult enough right pandemic and isolation and virtual classes and it's like it, it it could not be worse in terms of a perfect storm right well um we always knew that you know he was gonna go. It wasn't. We never had the question of, you know, will will you miss, you know, stay sit this season out or not. So <clears> he <throat> was always gung ho about making sure that he got there. Um, Duke did a fantastic job um, about a month before 
uh, the kids went, we had Zoom calls like every week talking about the testing protocols, talking about, you know, what happens the first day, what happens the second day. I mean, they really laid out pretty much the first two or three weeks of how the kids, um, you know, would cover themselves or protect themselves and, um, you know, unfortunately, they gave us the bad news that we couldn't, couldn't attend the games. Yeah. And, you know, that was very disheartening. It was a hard pill to swallow. But at the end of the day, we had to realize that for the safety, safety of the kids, you know, we had to make that sacrifice. So there's been a ton of sacrifices just all along the way. I mean, the kids are sacrificing their college life, the quote unquote college life. Um Parents are sacrificing not being able to see their kids play at the college level, you know, which we waited for, you know, for so many years. Um, but Duke, again, they did a fantastic job. Uh, they brought in um, doctors from the ACC to talk about protocols. I mean, we went, we asked all the questions that we, you know, had. Um, they talked about the different type of testing, what it meant. Um, so, you know, I was really, I felt very comfortable sending him off to Duke, um, knowing that he would be in a protected environment and they were looking out for health over, over basketball first. Um, and, you know, I think that's a, that's a credit to the university. So I felt comfortable sending him. It was definitely an adjustment um, just to, you know, just kind of worrying about his mental health, you know, just basketball and being isolated and to this day I still worry about you know is he you know I know he's strong enough but certainly people internalize more than they verbalize and so that does concern me that you know it, it is taking a you know an effect and um you know, we've been trying to tell him that this this season is really all about your mental toughness. You know, everybody's got the basketball skill, but your mental toughness is what's going to get you through. Because like you said, couldn't come home. It's been since August. And um, Coach K, did he did a great job in allowing the boys to come home. I mean, they still had to test. They still had to quarantine. They still had to go through all of the, the protocols, but at least they got to come home. Um, because it is tough. They're in a hotel. All they see is the basketball players and the coaches and, and the hotel and classes are online. So they don't know any of their other Duke students, uh, none of the personnel. Um, so yeah, I worry a lot about the mental aspect of it. I mean, basketball aside, I just worry and I just hope <laughs> that they have acclimated kind of more so to the new norm rather than kind of always wishing for it to be a different way. You know, Stan, uh, Carol brings up a great point um, about uh, how athletes have been sort of put in their own little pod to make the season work and regardless of sport. I'm curious just how concerned you are that, you know, hopefully we get back to the student athlete becoming immersed into the college community and that we don't have, you know, these sort of separate pods that, really was years ago, years ago when there would be like athletic dorms and that's all they would see. Um, you know, that, that we, we get back to at least some assimilation for everyone on the college campus. Yeah, we're obviously um, hoping that, um, that all of our member institutions are gonna be able to work through that and, and really uh, reintegrate the student athletes back into the, the normal student body and the, and the normal student 
uh, life, uh, you know, that's, you know, critically important. I think, uh, obviously, for uh, individuals who are uh, student athletes who, who want to have a collegiate experience, it's not just all about uh, participating in this sport, but it's it's about uh, obviously getting the education, getting an opportunity to, to make different kinds of friendships uh, with individuals outside of the athletics field. And those are going to be friendships that, that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. And, uh, you know, we're from the NCA's perspective, we'll provide any kind of programming that we can to help institutions uh, get back into that as, as, as we come out of the pandemic. Brian Hainline has been uh, uh, obviously uh, our uh, chief medical uh, officer uh, has done a great job, number one, in, in making sure that we get through this pandemic and be able to uh, participate in sports. But we're also, uh, and we've always been focused on mental health of our student athletes and the things that we need to make sure that we are paying attention to and, and providing to our student athletes to make sure that their mental health is also being being attended to, and so uh, I, I do hope and I do believe that uh, that as we come out of this pandemic, things will get back to normal. Student athletes will have be able to have a, a normal student uh, life, um, although you never have a normal student life when you're participating <laughs> at a very high level, it, it, particularly in those particular sports of basketball and football, but. Uh, but you know, I, as a former student athlete myself, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Joe and Carol, I was an administrator there at Duke for uh, five years under Kevin. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I know Coach K and Kevin very well, and they are individuals that are, are that are highly, uh, you know, um, know how important it is for student athletes to have a normal student uh, student life, right, and right, they yeah. will make sure that that occurs after this pandemic. Yep, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so, Joe and Carol, I want to I want to pick up on um, the mental health aspect. Um, um, as I, as I mentioned, you know, as a college parent, uh, for example, my daughter's a theater major. They can't do theater right now. Um, the one plus for student athletes is they can play their sport. And as hard as, as it has been, especially if there's been any quarantining or isolation for positive tests or contact tracing, which I don't care who you are, is incredibly difficult to go through no matter what your age is. But what has it meant to Jeremy to at least be able to play his sport because the alternative would be to do nothing and just be in virtual school and not have that outside. <laughs> well, if he was in virtual school, he would be at home. So he would not. He would not be there. But it means. I mean, he was. He was very worried at the beginning of the season in the July timeframe, especially when they, you know, they were scheduled to go back in June, and they kept pushing it back. He was so worried that they weren't going to play the season at all. I mean, I think that was just really weighing on his mind and once the coaches assured him okay you're you're coming and um you know gave him a little sense that things would um that they would play he felt a little bit better but there was still just so much uncertainty because you never know was there going to be a you know a huge breakout at the school and they were going to shut the school down i mean once he got there then that was his next worry okay are the numbers going to go up and they're going to send everybody home and we still can't play so as we inch closer to november felt a little more comfortable um 
started the season, had a condensed, okay, we'll go with that two week delay. You know, he was happy with that. And then our first couple of games got canceled because the other team tested positive. So now you're back to, oh my gosh, you know, is this going to be every game? Am I going to get to play? So for probably, you know, August through December, in the back of his mind, he's wondering, am I going to get to play? And you just, you know, hope that that doesn't affect, you know, your enthusiasm. It doesn't, you know, affect your motivation for playing the game and getting out there every day. So, yes, we hope that every day that we can keep going forward. Last topic here, real quick, um, Stan. Uh, this will be interesting for parents is that we've got these two classes that are going to be sort of clashing together with this eligibility waiver essentially for all seniors that they can come back. Um, I think the parents association could come into play here of, you know, how that's going to play out because you've got new parents coming in. Um, there may be bloated rosters. There may be seniors who aren't going to leave. You know, all this whole thing is going to have to play out in the spring and summer as we figure out, you know, who's staying, who's not draft coming back free year and all those kinds of things. What would be your advice to the, the parents association going forward, especially as these things happen in 21 and 22. Yeah, I guess my advice really would be, um, you know, the, the one thing that we uh, are really um, concerned about and the reason why we, we, we've kind of done these things is uh, I don't, I hope we never have uh, a pandemic like this before, and, 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 this, and this type of this this type of thing requires special um, uh, special situations, things that we have to really look at and think about. It, uh, our para paramount to uh, collegiate athletics is the student athlete experience, and we want to make that student athlete experience the best it possibly can. So we don't want to shortchange anybody. Uh, of that experience. So yeah, we have to think about those who may have not gotten an opportunity to participate last year because of the fact that we had to shut down the NCAA tournament, et cetera. And that's not just, you know, in, in basketball, but in, in other sports. And, and moving forward, we have to make adjustments to allow for those who uh, we're, we're concerned about to make sure they get their full uh, kind of student athlete experience but also look at those who are uh, obviously that are gonna be coming into the system, that are coming into a, a, an environment that's unlike any in, in the past because uh, as Andy mentioned, some, 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 some uh, teams can be maybe inflated. You know, you have more point guards than you may have normally <laughs> had. Uh, but you, you know you got to look at it as, as as a positive thing because you're now uh, going to get an opportunity to to really compete against uh, those you've uh, you you thought you may not have been able to because uh, they might have been gone but they're but they're coming back etc. But the main thing, Andy, uh, uh, regarding all of this is we'll figure out a way to make it work. And we'll figure out a way to make sure that the student athletes have the best experience they possibly can, because that's what we're all about. That's what all the administrators are about, coaches, et cetera. We wanna provide the best collegiate athlete, uh, athletic experience we possibly can for the student athletes, as well as for their parents, families, and friends. And at the end of the day, that's our goal. And, uh, and I know that we'll make that work. So, Joan Carroll, uh, before we go, just so if other parents are watching, how can they find 
information about these monthly meetings with the College Basketball Parents Association? They can go to thecbpa.org and they can look in at um, there's a registration link. Um, there's also, you know, support page, about us page, but thecbpa.org, and it is free to join. All right, great. The CBA, CBPA, right? right. <laughs> org. org. Yes. Um, and Andy, can I say just at the NCAA, no organization loves acronyms more. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Andy, can I say just one more thing? Yeah. I just want to say to Joe and Carol. You know, actually, thank you very much for creating this organization because it it actually helps us be able to communicate uh, through one group and get a lot of information out uh, uh, through your group. And it and you know it's been a, it's been great working with you and and being able to have some of our experts be a part of uh, the, some of the Zoom meetings that you have. And we're looking forward to continue with that that uh, that relationship. Yes. Yeah, same here. Enjoy getting that info from you too. Thank you. Joe and Carol Roach, Stan Wilcox, appreciate all of you and taking some time here uh, sharing this information, which I think will be an organization, an acronym that will get used more and more going forward. And that'll include this episode of our NCAA social series. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series, where we have all of them archived. You can watch all 49 of them as we approach our magic number 50 as we keep going here. Uh, as always, stay safe. We'll talk to you next week.